This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. Well, coming up in June in Paul Bunyan's Playground, it's the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. Terry Belange of the committee will be in to talk about that, and in particular, raffle tickets already for sale. You can bring yourself a very nice boat, motor, and trailer package from Ray Sport and Marine. We'll have all the details of that. Plus, it's going to be a while before we're able to get in our boats here. If you can't wait that long, you might have to go south to do some fishing. And Brad Leiferman can help you out. We'll talk about Florida bass fishing as well. It's all coming up on the podcast. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. I'm Bruce Keen, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. Well, the Knights Columbus Walleye Classic is on its way coming up in June. But in the meantime, uh, we've got raffle tickets uh, once again available with our part of the uh, fundraising as well. Terry Belangi is with us. Uh, Terry, tell me a little bit about uh, the raffle. You've been involved with it uh, probably since uh, the Knights Columbus took over the tournament. But it's a, it's a huge way that the, the uh, nonprofits make their, make their money, right? Absolutely no, and, and first and foremost, Kev, thanks a lot for uh, for having me on today. We uh, we really appreciate that, and uh, just like you indicated, uh, yeah, the Knights of Columbus. Uh, one of our main priorities is to be able to give back to those local nonprofits and those uh, various organizations, you know, in our area that can benefit uh, from this funding. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, ever since uh, the KCs took over the tournament, I, I've, I've kind of taken the lead on lining up the raffle. It's been very successful for us. It is the largest uh, fundraiser uh, for our council and probably for many of these beneficiaries, which uh, allows us and allows them to do a lot of good, you know, for the uh, the people that uh, they support. Uh, so I just, uh, you know, very, uh, very fortunate and, and lucky to have this opportunity. Well, I think one of the, the really cool things about this, uh, of course, there's so many great sponsors for the Knights Columbus Walleye Classic, not the least of which, of course, is Acme Tools, a presenting sponsor, along with Milwaukee and Honda Power Equipment. Um, but uh, Ray Sport Marine, I mean, they're giving, yeah, they're giving out absolutely. a boat every stinking year. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Ray's, uh, Ray Sport Marine, you know, in addition to Lund and, and Mercury and Shorelander, uh, those guys at Ray's, they've just gone over the top for us uh, for so many years. They've been uh, so great uh, to work with. Um, I was there on Friday. Uh, we picked up the boat, and uh, I hauled that to, uh, to Lucan's North uh, Grocery Store. Those guys had everything all set to go for us, and I, I just, I just don't have enough good things, you know, to say to say about Rays and uh, everything that they have done and continue to do for this raffle. We couldn't do what we do, Kev, 
we wouldn't have the success that we have if it wasn't for them. So our, our hats off to everyone uh, out at race. It is quite a prize to win for sure. What what do what did they put together for you guys this year? Yeah, we did a little bit a little bit of a change this year, Kev. Uh, you know, in the past we've done the the side council and uh, we talked to a few of the anglers. Our committee discussed it, and we decided this year to try something a little bit differently. So uh, this year our uh, our grand prize is a uh, it's a 2023. It's a uh, Lund, uh, a 1650 angler killer. We we went from the side console to a tiller. Um, I would think most anglers would be very happy with that. It's it's definitely geared more for the fishermen in mind. It has a, a 50 horsepower Mercury on it, and that's the uh, four stroke. Um, it's on it sits on a on a shorelander uh, bunk trailer, and also this year we threw a couple extras on. We got the Trova Mincota uh, trolling motor. I think it's a 55 pound thrust. Um, has the eye pilot on it. And then we also went with some electronics this year, and we decided to go with the Hummingbird Helix. And uh, that's got the Chirp and the Mega Down imaging. I think it's a Generation 4. Um, but anyhow, Kev, altogether that grand prize comes in just under $32,000. <laughs> you know, so for a, a $10 ticket, it potentially could be a heck of a good, uh, a good deal. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, what a, what a great, uh, what a great uh, prize to potentially win. And, uh, and of course, you guys have put together, uh, raffle ticket, uh, giveaways that go beyond that incredible prize. Um, I think, what is it? 10, 10 people are going to win? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we actually have 19, oh, 19. other uh, cash prizes wow. ranging from uh, $100 up to 1000 And then I believe we're going to have some other opportunities, uh, raffles taking place down at the lakefront the day of the event as well. But uh, we are total giving out uh, 20 prizes uh, this year in the raffle, which amounts to, uh, I guess, right around $35,000 when it's all said and done. Okay, and of course, if we want to take a look at that beautiful boat right now, we can do that at uh, Lucan's Village Foods North for, the, I guess, the next few weeks at least? Yeah, it's actually, I was just kind of firming up the boat schedule today, Kev, and it'll be indoors uh, at Lucan's North until uh, April 21st. So you got one month, uh, I guess, from, from tomorrow uh, to check that out. We, we will have uh, various... Uh, Members of those organizations that are selling tickets, uh, they're welcome to be, you know, at the boat at any time. Um, but if there's no one there, uh, we do have tickets up front at the customer service uh, counter, both at Lucan's North and uh, Lucan South. Um, I should probably mention a few other locations, Kev, sure. that we have those tickets available. Uh, you know, as you mentioned uh, earlier, uh, our presenting sponsor, uh, Acme Tools, we do have uh, raffle tickets there, as well as Northwoods uh, Bait and Tackle, uh, Ace on the Lake Hardware, uh, Rays uh, Sport and Marine, and uh, Dick's Northside. So all of those businesses uh, currently do have tickets in possession. Would love to, you know, see some folks stop in. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, Kev, we also do have some uh, organizations that are also uh, selling raffle tickets on, on behalf of the Classic. And uh, all of the members of the Knights of Columbus uh, currently have the tickets. Uh, Bemidji Youth League baseball players have or will be receiving their tickets. Bemidji High School fishing team uh, received their tickets. Uh, the Boy Scouts um, dropping off their tickets tomorrow. Vance and Susie at Fishing Has No Boundaries. 
Wounded Warrior Guide Service, and lastly, uh, All Pro Dads is uh, another beneficiary that will also be selling uh, those raffle tickets. So whether it's one of the businesses or someone from one of those uh, great beneficiaries, Lots of uh, opportunities and places for people to pick up a ticket. And, and again, those are available now. So, I mean, if you want to take care of business now and start loading up on tickets, you can do that immediately. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for those folks that might be listening uh, out of town, uh, Kev, we do have a uh, P.O. box. We do have a P.O. box here um, in Bemidji. Um, all the folks have to do is, uh, you know, it's to the KC Walleye Classic or KCWC. It's a P.O. Box 1788, 1788, and that's here in Bemidji. Zip code is 56619, 56619, and uh, just have them ready to check out for uh, $10 per ticket, and we will send them the stubs directly back to them. So they just need to make sure they include a return uh, address. Okay, and again, uh, the, all the money from these uh, raffle tickets go to these beneficiaries uh, what is it, 10 beneficiaries that get There's uh, 11, 11. 11 total beneficiaries. I believe it's the eight that I just mentioned. Uh, we also have uh, Let's Go Fishing, uh, Take a Kid Fishing, and oh, I knew, oh, the, the uh, DNR Fisheries. Uh, DNR Fisheries. So okay. those are 11 beneficiaries, you know, in addition to those eight that I previously uh, mentioned. So 11 beneficiaries. And like I mentioned earlier, Kev, we just feel so fortunate that we are able to be in a position where we can do a lot of good for so many local, you know, nonprofits and worthy causes in our area. Absolutely. And the other thing that this tournament brings is just puts a, a great spotlight on Lake Bemidji. It puts a great spotlight on our community, and it brings a lot of people into our area. Uh, so many great things, ripple effects from this tournament. And, uh, and of course, uh, there's a lot of other stuff that's going to be going on we're not even talking about yet. No, that that is true. You know, I'm a, I'm a, as you know, someone who uh, is involved quite heavily with the Alto Dads. And for those uh, families that might be listening, or those moms and dads that are listening, the day of the event, you know, Alto Dads has, I guess, what we kind of call a kids zone down at the lakefront that will be taking place most of the day. We'll have all the inflatables and arts and crafts, and uh, you know, we we the Knights try and gear this tournament, as you mentioned, Kev, to be for the community, to be geared towards families. Um, just a lot of, uh, of, of fun and excitement. And, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, right downtown Lake Bemidji, a great fishery. Um, it's pretty awesome just to see the support that we receive, not just from the anglers themselves, um, but also from the community, the, the sponsors. It's just been a great way to kick off the summer in uh, Bemidji, Minnesota. Absolutely. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up, Terry? No, as I mentioned earlier, Kev, we certainly uh, uh, appreciate your support as well. You know, having you on the committee has been wonderful, and uh, as it's just been uh, every year. It's something we always uh, look forward to, and when it comes time to give those checks to the beneficiaries, I think that's probably, honestly, the highlight of the entire tournament for many of us, just to see the smiles uh, that we put on their faces and the difference that we make uh, in their lives. Yeah. Keep that in mind when you buy a raffle ticket uh, for the boat, motor, trailer package, or the cash prizes, you may get a reward, certainly. But uh, regardless, uh, your money is going to 11 great organizations in this community that serve youth, that serve uh, natural resources, that serve uh, 
Yeah, uh, seniors who have uh, given a lot to this community over the years. Just a lot of great, great organizations. So well yeah, worth your ten bucks. Wounded, wounded warriors yep. in there as well. We talk about our vets and whatnot and what yes. they've they've done. So we've uh, community has spent a uh, you know. Uh, some good amount of time in making sure that we are, you know, picking some organizations and beneficiaries that are true to our hearts and, and definitely do have a connection with the community and with the tournament. All right, tickets are $10 again, and again, you can go check out the boat at Lucan's Village Foods North for about a month or so. In the meantime, you can get tickets if you want right now at Lucan's North and South, Northwoods Bait and Tackle, Ace on the Lake Hardware, Ray Sport Marine, Acme Tools, and Dick's Northside, plus many of the beneficiaries, as Todd, as uh, Terry mentioned earlier, and Knights of Columbus members, too. So lots of ways to get those tickets. Terry, thanks for taking the time today. I am I'm ready for spring to come because I am ready for the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. <laughs> that makes two of us. That makes two of us. And thanks again, Kev, for having me on today. Coming up next, most of us are tired of the ice. We're ready for soft water. But you're probably not going to be able to do any soft water fishing here anytime soon. If you can't wait, you might have to head to Florida. Brad Leiferman can help you. We'll hear from him next. This is Mandy here, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. I'm Chuck Hasty, a Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country. Hey, we're checking in with Brad Leiferman. Uh, we chatted with him last summer when he was up uh, in his summertime area, the Brainerd Lakes area. He likes to do a lot of bass fishing there. And But, but Brad, uh, in the wintertime, uh, you're nowhere near Brainerd, Minnesota, are you? No, no. You know, about 20 years ago, I made a decision that... Uh, being such a bass fisherman that I had to live someplace down south. And eventually, you know, I made the decision to come to Florida because it's mainly it's the warmest place, you know, other than maybe maybe Texas but or Arizona. But so far, so good. Yeah, so you've been down there, and in addition to just coming down there to enjoy the fishing, you actually are a guide for bass fishing uh, in the wintertime. Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, they tell you if you're retired, uh, find something, you know, maybe that you like to do. If you can turn it into a little profitable thing, so much better. You know, I enjoy taking people fishing over the years. I've done that with sponsors and um, VIP trips, and so it was kind of a natural natural progression to do that, and I kind of recommend it to guys or gals that, you know, where their passion is really bass fishing, 
that start planning on early to, to come down here because I'll tell you, it's it's awesome. Hmm. Where, whereabouts do you headquarter? So it's on the Harris Chain of Lakes. It's between uh, Tampa and Orlando, uh, 45 minutes from Orlando, hour and a half from Tampa. Kind of a tournament destination. It's eight lakes, very much like your Lahamadu chain or your Gull Lake chain, whitefish chain, um, small lakes, you know, anywhere from 1,000 acres to 10, 20,000 acres, and full of bass and crappies, and it's a lot of fun. So most people going out of Florida will try to find some beachfront beach front property. Uh, you try to find a little different kind of property down there. Well, like I said, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm passionate about bass fishing. I could do it every day, all day, and I'd like to think that I'm getting luckier at it as I get older. Maybe not better, but luckier at it. And it's fun, and I have a lot of clients that come down from Minnesota, and of course, those people I give extra special attention to <laughs> just had just had a couple people that came down and, and we had a great time. Yeah, I was going to ask: Are the vast majority of your clients from out of state? Not not locals, I presume. Well, how kind of how it works? I think is you know people gravitate straight south, so we get a lot of people from Minnesota to Maine. Not so much from Maine to Oregon. I think those people have a tendency to go to Mexico or or Arizona or Texas. So a lot of just a lot of upper Midwest people. Okay, and and of course, uh, I hear it a lot from the bass anglers. They love to go down south fishing because uh, obviously they can do it in the winter time. Bass fish in the winter time, and uh, those southern states seem to have bigger bass. Well, yeah, they do, but I tell you, our bass fishing in Minnesota is second to none. I mean, it really is, you know, and, and I don't want, you know, anybody from Minnesota to take this wrong, but the, the bass in Minnesota, what I've learned, they're they're not as smart and they're really hungry. Where down here, you know, they've been pressured a lot and they're lazy and you kind of have to trick them into biting. Right. Okay, so it's... Is it a, a different type of presentation? Are they interested in different types of lures than we use up north? Um, a little bit different because most of it's shallow water fishing. Now, I don't I don't shiner fish so much. So if you were to come down and you were to go to, you know, Orlando, Toho, Kissimmee, most of the guides there fish shiners, and there's nothing wrong with that. But most of the clients that I take are bass fishermen. They want to cast and reel you know, artificial lures. So we use a lot of chatterbaits, a lot of speed worms, a lot of shallow running rapalas, crankbaits, mostly shallow water, five feet and less. Okay. Um, about what time of the year do you head down? I come down in November, and what I found is November, December is probably some of the best fishing because the bass are pre-spawn versus, you know, they spawn three months out of the year here, if not longer. They start in December and they finish up in March. So when they're spawning, they're not really feeding, you know. That's a whole different bass. So I prefer to fish them, you know, December, November, December, and then again March, April. And um, it, it gets pretty good. But it's amazing to see what a 10-pounder looks like when they're in shallow water swimming. It's just as a bass fisherman, you just lose your mind. <laughs> <laughs> you just do. And in the state of Minnesota, they have a, or the state of Florida, excuse me, 
they have a catch and release program where if you catch a bass that's eight pounds or bigger, they give you a free replica. And it's amazing how you'll catch fish up to eight pounds, but very seldom do you catch one over eight pounds. It's like they know that those eight pounders are special. Wow. <laughs> that I, I can't imagine seeing a bass that big. I mean, you know, I'm pretty impressed with a four pound bass. Well, I'll tell you a story. I, I just about a month ago I went into a little canal and I come around the corner and under this pontoon, next to this pontoon was a little little tree and there was a bass bonnet on it. It looked like about five or six pounds and I got super excited. I put my power poles down, and the next thing you know, one about 10 or 12 comes out from under the pontoon and parks next to the five-pounder, and I almost fell out of the boat. <laughs> Tried to catch her, but as soon as she seen me, she was gone. I went back there three, four times, never seen the fish again, but it was just, I just, I just almost lost my mind, like I said. Wow. Well, Brad, when, when was your first trip down, and was it as a tourist when you first came down? Well, in, in my tournament fishing, I kind of fished pretty much all over Texas, Alabama, um, Louisiana, and eventually I realized that Florida is the warmest. And so about four years ago, I came down and I looked at the St. John's River, Toho Kissimmee, Lake Okeechobee, and the Harris Chain. And I kind of settled on the Harris Chain because it kind of fit me as a as a Midwest fisherman, it was much like I said earlier, chains of lakes that we're used to in Minnesota. Okay, yeah, um, and and I tell you, it, it's uh, again, it's the story I hear from people. They want to they want to soft water fish for bass in the winter, and so they go south. and In Florida, I hear a lot of reports from. I think uh, I don't know. Um, is it just? Uh, what is it about Florida as opposed to some of the other states that, that you find appealing? Well, 80 degrees and sunny. Now, there's a price for that, okay? <laughs> it's, it's, it's every day. It's, I mean, typically every day is 80 degrees and sunny. And But there's a price for that. You have, you know, 25 million residents here versus 5 million in Minnesota, and then you add the tourism traffic. It gets busy, but the lakes... It surprises me the lakes are not that busy, with the exception of when some big tournaments come. Um, it's really not busy at all compared to what we're used to in Minnesota. And I think the reason being is, you know, people are cooped up in the winter in Minnesota, and when the weather gets nice, everybody's out. Yeah, right, absolutely. Whereas you've got uh, yeah, yeah, a little longer season, obviously, in Florida. And you also have a lot of people who are who are, you know, wanting to do saltwater fishing, too. Yeah, that's, you know, that's very popular. I've done a little bit of it, but it's just, you know, it's not my deal. And it's also a whole nother different type of boat and equipment. And, um, I, I mean, I understand it because there's always something biting in the salt water. But, you know, it just, you know, it's it doesn't it doesn't make it work for me. But that doesn't mean it wouldn't work for you. Yeah. So, um, you know, I go ahead. I, you know, I went saltwater fishing one time and I wanted to catch a shark. And so we went out and caught the bait and we put the bait in a sack and we made a chum and a big shark came and it weighed like 250 pounds and I fought it for 15 minutes and it doesn't even know it's hooked until it sees the boat. And then the, the fight is on and it lasts for another half an hour. And by then, you know, you're broken, <laughs> <laughs> which is fun. But it was very tiring, <laughs> no doubt about it. 
Yeah, that's a that's a one fish event. You you're not going to cast it again after that. No, no. After that, it's it's over. But I can see where it's really fun. But it's been great down here. You know, I meet all kinds of interesting people. I highly recommend for somebody who's a really knows that their passion is fishing that you know becoming a captain and guiding down here it's really a gift it really is and i truly enjoy it comes with a lot of great benefits just recently we had a charity event at the daytona 500 i was invited to i had michael mcdonald he had won the 500 two years ago there was about 20 boats of us it was a fundraiser for daryl quinn who was uh, hurt paralyzed in a bad racing accident and so they raise money for a real fancy wheelchair and they'll give it to a young child or young kid that needs it it was just a great event to be fishing in a lake as the nascars are going around the outside <laughs> racetrack it was pretty cool <laughs> yeah i bet it was <laughs> yeah it was pretty cool well but... so blessed and so lucky but it was fun yeah so despite besides the size that that obviously will be a, a little different for us uh, and some of the behavior, what are some of the things that are going to be uh, surprising us or going to be quite a bit different from those of us who bass fish up north? Well, for, for one is you come down here and it looks like there should be a bass on everywhere. There's cover everywhere. You have reeds and cattails and flat reeds and hydrilla and lily pads. And I think the, the biggest mistake that most fishermen come down have never been here, they just start fishing and they go the whole day and they don't get bit. And you have to learn that these fish, like I said, are lazy. And you have to slow down, fish a lot slower than you're normally used to. But when you get them, you know, you get those little open windows when the fish are biting, you have to sit on them and just work them. And then once you get them biting, it's on. And I've had multiple days where you catch, you know, everybody catches a five-pounder, where in Minnesota that would be considered a trophy for, you know, maybe your whole year, or here it's kind of commonplace. Yeah. I think that is uh, that is definitely an allure for people. Um, so how long do you stay down there? Well, when you <laughs> – well, Kevin, you tell me when I should come back. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, no. I'll be back uh, probably uh, May, June, that time frame. You know, I'll come back for the walleye opener. You know, I I, I don't want to miss that that famous walleye opener in Minnesota. Okay, and and uh, and then you're just uh, kind of a fun time angler in the summer. I mean, you don't guide up here, do you? No, don't guide. But that's when the competitive juices set in. I still fish tournaments. I fished a classic bass tour there in Minnesota. It's growing uh it's growing it seemed it, it's great to see the sport get going again classic bass was started by scott bonham now we have 65 boats they're paying you know 12 fifteen thousand dollars for first place and i'm hoping i can still compete and i'm hoping that the florida experience maybe helps me when it comes to fishing that circuit oh well you, you know it should let's hope yeah absolutely <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, that's what I'm hoping. Maybe I learned a few things that <laughs> new that I'm willing to try anyway. We'll see what happens. We go to Big Stone, Lahamadu Chain, Whitefish, and then I don't, who knows what the championship's going to be, but excited about that, excited about getting back, and that's where my roots are is in Minnesota and where, you know, my, my best friends are too. For sure. So, Brad, when... Uh... I mean, you're you're there for a few. Well, I'd say what month, month and a half yet. 
Uh, are you booked up? If somebody wants to take a quick trip down to Florida, can you help them out? Well, yeah, I work for a company. It's called Eye Outdoors or Bass Online, and they they take all the bookings. And uh, you can you can do a four, six, or eight hour trip. Um, actually, end of March and April is is pretty open because you know it's kind of the the spring fling is over. Um, I think what I had a trip yesterday. I got two this week. You know, I usually average about 15 to 20 trips a month, but there's always room, and especially if it's somebody from Minnesota, I'll, I'll try to accommodate the best I can. So when you uh, when you go to get registered for a trip, um, can you request a guide, or do they just give you who they give you? No, yeah, you could call Bass Online or I Outdoors. It's the same company, and we say, you know, I, I want to go fishing with Brad Leifman. In fact, I've had quite a few people from Minnesota do that. And then um, we talk, you know, a week, a couple of days before, deciding on where to go. I usually pick a lake where I think the fishing is going to be the best for us. And it's it makes it really easy, and it's really a pretty good value considering, you know, you get to go in a nice boat with good equipment, and hopefully the guy can put you on some fish, you know, good Daiwa equipment and Rapala, line, or Rapala lures, and uh, I have a beautiful Ranger boat. And uh, I haven't had any complaints yet. It's been a lot of fun. That sounds cool. Um, and it's you know obviously Minnesotans like talking to fellow Minnesotans. I mean, it's nice to have that perspective of you knowing you know what we're used to and what we've done and what we typically are encountering, and you can be a good translator. Yeah, I think that there's some definitely some value in that, you know, and especially you know. I, it seems like nowadays, regardless of what you do, you want your oils changed, you, you you check the reviews and see if the person can actually fish or change your oil. And so people are, you know, they're smart that way. And, you know, I'm proud of my past, and I think, you know, I think I do bring good value, and we do have a lot of fun. I can't guarantee the fishing, but I can guarantee you a, a, a 100% effort. Absolutely. That's, that's Well, that's, that's really all you can ask for, right? I mean, because... Uh, Fishing is fishing. I mean, you could be the most brilliant fishing guide in the world, and you're going to have those days when you say, I don't get what these guys are doing. I know. Well, I do have them days where I, <laughs> is today going to be the day I get skunked. And it makes me work all the harder just to catch one. But, yeah, we don't always hammer them. That's for sure. I'm not going to be one of these guys that say, come fish with me. You're going to catch a Roland Martin 10-pounder and 100 fish a day. You know, Roland's a great guy, but everybody's used to watching him catch 10 and 15 pound bass in Florida and think that's, that's normal. That's like shooting a 180 point or, or scored a buck, you know, it, it, it just doesn't happen that often. No, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of video footage that hits the, uh, the floor, uh, that you don't see between those 10 pounds that you do see on TV. Yes, exactly. But but the one the one thing that is for sure in Florida, any cast could be that ten plus pounder. That's yeah. for sure. All right, Brad. Before we wrap it up, do you have time for a quick fast five? You bet I do. You oh. bet. All right, here we go. What's up? Fast five. Question number one: What is the biggest fish you've ever caught? Question number one, the biggest fish I ever caught, well, that was about a 250-pound shark in the Gulf of Mexico, for sure. How about uh, freshwater, biggest freshwater fish? Biggest freshwater fish, 
I suppose it'd be a catfish, about 25 pounds, maybe 30 pounds. Okay. Question number two, besides fishing or hunting, what is your favorite sport? Uh, bike riding, believe it or not. No, I, I love bike riding. It's good exercise. And, yeah. Yep. Uh, and not and not too strenuous. <laughs> question, no, no. Question number three: What was your favorite subject in school? Well, favorite subject in school would have been um, probably no school at all. No, I shouldn't say that. Um, I was pretty good at math. Okay, I'd say math. You math. bet. Question number four in. in most of us never do get to know what our last meal is, but if you did know when your last meal was coming, what would you want it to be? What's your favorite food of all time? Oh, I'd have to be lasagna, Ooh. for sure. Okay, all right. And finally, question number five, you can only fish one lake for the rest of your life. What lake are you fishing? Oh, that's an easy one. Lake Vermilion, for sure. My favorite lake by far of all the places I've been, and I've been in Mexico bass fishing in Canada when I used to work on a on a film boat for Al Linder, but Lake Vermilion is truly the gem for me. Uh, what is it about Lake Vermilion you find so appealing? Well, you know, it's right next to the Boundary Waters. Mm-hmm. It's full of islands, all the species, whether I don't care if you're a perch fisherman, bluegill, crappie, walleye, muskie, smallmouth bass, largemouth bass, it's got it all. And it's big, and you can always, you know, get behind an island, regardless of how windy it is. It's just such a neat lake. I've always enjoyed fishing there. Yeah, I had a very good friend whose family had a a very, very rustic cabin on one of those small islands, and it was always enjoyable to be able to go up there and spend some time there. I I, I love Lake Vermilion. Yeah, well, that's my favorite by far. You know, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I'd be looking to buy a cabin on an island on Lake Vermilion for sure. All right, he's Brad Leiferman. He's spending his winter down in Florida. And Brad, one more time, what uh, what is the best way to maybe book something uh, either this winter or next winter with you and, and the company you work for? Well, okay, so Bass Online, www.bassonline.com or www.ioutdoors.com. Their number is 888-629-2277. Or I can be reached at my personal phone, 612-741-7318. Also, I'm on Facebook, and, um, and just message me. If, if I can't help you out, I'll still try to figure out how to get you on the water. That's for sure. All right, sounds great. Brad, great having you on the show today. Thanks for taking the time, and maybe we'll check in, see how you're doing on the bass circuit up north this summer. Oh, great. I appreciate it. You know, thanks for having me on. I can't wait to get back to Minnesota. It's, it's the greatest state in the Union uh, next to Florida. Thank you. <laughs> That's it for this edition of the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. We'll get some great stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. You're going to want to hear Nate Blazing of the Brainerd Walleye Lines. There's spring banquets coming up. Paul Radomski, author of the book Walleye, A Beautiful Fish in the Dark, tells us about the book and a lot of real cool walleye stuff. Jeff Gussie Gustafson, who just won the Bass Master Classic, will be in. Pat Brown of Red Lake Fisheries on their efforts to restore sturgeon to the upper and lower Red Lake chain. And Blaine Clemmick's in to recap the deer season and preview the spring turkey season. It's all coming up the next couple of weeks right here on the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. Paul Bunyan Country.